Welcome to the Truman Charities Podcast, a community of caring. I am Jamie Truman, your host. I'm one of the co-founders of Truman Charities. Our organization has raised over $1 million for several different charities as we share our message of helping others and paying it forward. We plan to continue to educate our audience on the culture of giving. On this podcast, I will interview fellow charity founders, volunteers, sponsors, and other people in the community who will share their stories. You will hear and be inspired by their selflessness and passion for helping others. Welcome to another episode of Community I'm so excited uh, to introduce you to three guests today. My first guest is the co-founder of Reuniting After War, Mary Henry, and we have two special guests that are veterans, James Stanley, who served in the Army, and Alan Proctor, who served as a Marine. How are you guys today? Great. Great. Thank you. Good. Doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Oh, I'm so glad you guys were able to join me this evening. So, Mary, I wanted to talk a little bit about you first. Can you tell me about yourself and why you decided to create Reuniting After War alongside your son, Eric? Well, my son uh, joined the military in, I don't know, a long time ago. (laughs) I don't know what year it was, but he... This opened my eyes to what veterans go through, and um, I just really found a passion to try to help veterans any way I can. And in 2009, he was involved in a battle that was 12 hours long. It was an estimated four to 500 Taliban against 53 U.S. soldiers. At, when the day was over, eight of their men had been killed in action, and they immediately, well, James was involved in that. He can probably talk more about that. But I, I think they had maybe two weeks off and went right back to their missions. And it just didn't feel like they ever really had time to grieve together. They were expected just to get their game face on and keep going. And when they got back to the States in June, mm-hmm. the following year, they were just within weeks, pretty much all separated. Some had left the army, some had been transferred to other bases. And so it just never felt that they had that time to process what they had been through when they were in Afghanistan. So uh, in 2013, I did a reunion for that unit, just as a favor and a thank you to those guys that Eric had served with along with Eric. And we had no intention of doing anything beyond that. But as we the weekend went on, many of the guys that were there approached me and said, is there any way you can do this for other units? We didn't know we needed it. It's been healing. And so that's a long the short story, I have a long story, but that's how it started. And so how long have you been doing these reunions now? Well, 2013 was Eric's. We started right after that reunion. We just started making plans for the next summer. So we became a 501-3C in September of that year, and we've been doing them ever since. Oh, that. All right. So I'm, I want to talk to uh, James first and get to know you a little bit more. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and you know why you decided to join the Army? Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, I didn't join the Army until a little bit later in life. I was 24 years old. I joined in 2004. I didn't really have a whole lot going on, uh, not a lot of career prospects. Uh, I hadn't attended college or anything. And at the time, it just seemed like it was sort of a last resort for me. And so... Uh, I enlisted in the army as just a way to, you know, get out of here, get a start a career, get some training, and actually you just make something, you know, out of myself and learn some valuable skills that would serve me for the for the rest of my life. And so that's that's why I joined the military. And so far, 
my plan seems to have worked out pretty well, you know, with the exception of the the day that Mary was talking about. That was kind of a roughest day in, in my time in the military. Mm-hmm. And so what was it like when you came back from deployment? It was kind of like, so we just, we got off the plane. Um, you know, we came back in different groups. We picked up our bags and, you know, I had been... I had been gone for almost the entire duration because I had volunteered to go on R&R leave last. So I was there for roughly 10 months of the deployment, maybe 10 and a half months. So immediately when I got home, it's just uh, trying to transition back into uh, being a husband and a father again. I have a wife and, and two kids. So I was trying to reintegrate back into that. We get, you know, your period of block leave right immediately when you get back to around 30 days. And it was just, it was really strange, you know, just transitioning from that deployment lifestyle, especially considering everything that happened during that deployment. And then just going back to being, you know, a normal person and uh, like I said, a father, a husband, um, just a normal soldier again in garrison. Right. And so when you came back, what did you say? You said it was strange. So what was the strangest part about it? Just turning everything off. I mean, pretty much from the moment we hit the ground in Afghanistan until you left, I mean, it was, everything was, was a hundred percent all the, it seemed like a hundred percent all the time. So when you get home and, you know, you're not under risk of impending attack or not having to get up and pull guard duty. So I mean, your body clock's totally off. It's hard to sleep. I mean, just, you know, getting used to being able to eat and drink whatever you want, whenever you want, being able to watch TV and just returning to, to a normal lifestyle is, is definitely strange. So now I'm assuming that when I was talking to Mary and because you and Eric, her son, were deployed together and obviously were in that battle together. So were you at the first reunion? I was, yes. Okay. So can you tell me a little bit, how did it feel to go to the reunion? So leading up to the reunion, uh, initially I wasn't going to go. Um, I was pretty apprehensive. I hadn't seen or talked to the majority of these guys in, in a long time. So I was just, I don't know, I felt really strange about it. But I finally, I think actually Eric was one of the guys that talked me into it. I showed up and uh, right when I got there, I mean, Eric was one of the first people that I saw. And then I actually rode up to the reunion with him. And immediately it was just the, the strangest thing. Like I haven't talked to these guys in years, but it's like, I just talked to them yesterday. We just picked up right where we left off, you know, laughing, joking, just, yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. So what do you think was the most memorable part of the reunion for you? Oof, there are so many, um, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, just obviously seeing everybody, was memorable. they actually brought in a couple of the Latvians uh, from the, they were part of the OML team, OMLT team that was over there. And just, I guess, hanging out with those guys. I mean, there's so many. There's so many. To, it's hard to, hard to point one. one. I guess, you know, the biggest thing was just being able to hang out with, these, with all those guys in that setting for a period of time and just being able to just hang out and drink some, drink some beers and barbecue and just talk and laugh and joke. That was, that was the most memorable piece. So if anybody is thinking about possibly going to these reunions, but as you had said, feel kind of strange about going, what would you, what would you tell them? Just don't even worry about it. I mean, it's depending on, you know, what the relationships were, you know, it might be initially strange, but once you get there, it just all goes away. You just, you pick up, like I said, right exactly where you left off. You know, some of the guys, like, I think I got a little fatter and a little hairier, you know, everybody's changed just a little bit, but overall, I mean, you just kind of roll right back into the same relationships you had before. Now, how did you feel when you came back home after the reunion? Uh, I just, I missed everybody again. You know, it was just, 
going back to, <laughs> going back to you know a normal a normal lifestyle with everybody that I'm you know had around my my local area but I felt a lot better like we stayed in contact I you know gotten everybody's phone numbers and so you know we're all friends on Facebook and all the social medias and laughing and you're calling each other and texted each other so it really started a, a great setting for maintaining these relationships Oh, yeah, because I was going to ask you if you have been in contact with them since. So that's great that you guys have you know, your text threads and your Facebook and all that good stuff. So, yeah, um, we have a group chat set up. And, and on top of that, I, you know, I keep in touch. I mean, not probably not as much as I should, but I, I definitely try to make it a point to keep in touch with as many people as I can. Oh, that's so great. Now, Alan, I wanted to ask just a little bit about you. Now, can you tell us about yourself and why you decided to join the Marines? Yeah, of course. I joined about the same time as James did in 2003, right out of high school. I joined the Marine Corps. Um, I kind of knew I was, I guess they say, destined for it. Uh, my grandfather had served in the Marine Corps for 25, 26 years, uh, was a lifelong Marine. So I kind of just grew up around it and hearing his stories. And he was actually the first one to try to talk me out of it. And so I told him I was going to join um, just because he had been through Vietnam and obviously seen some things back in his day. But he like him, I was kind of strong-willed and stubborn, so he knew I was going to go into it. So I ended up joining right out of high school and then um, did four years in the Marine Corps with two deployments. Now, how did your grandfather feel after he found out that you had signed up to the Marines? He was the first one to try to talk me out of it and uh, had a little sit down with me. And I just explained to him that it's, you know, it's what I wanted to do. Uh, I wanted to, you know, do something kind of bigger than myself. And you know, kind of following his footsteps and that he wasn't going to, um, you know, dissuade me from doing that. And then after that, he accepted it. From there, we already had a strong bond before that. Then you can imagine even after having been able to wear the same uniform that he did, um, we had a great bond. I love that. Now, how did you feel when you came back from deployment? Um, yeah, very similar to James. It's you get a, you go from a hundred, a thousand miles per hour every day on deployment you know, our first one was our combat deployment in the Battle of Najaf in Iraq. And, you know, coming back from that, you get your, you know, your leave for 30 days and you go home and see your old friends and your family. And then you're right back to training, you know, preparing for your next deployment. So uh, it's not an easy transition, I think, for most. And I don't want to speak for most, but for me, it's, it was harder when you actually get back from your last deployment and then separate up because then you're home on that block leave. James spoke about you're, you're back on that forever. Um, you know, you're not going back to training and back to what you're used to doing. So it's not an easy thing, but it's, um, you know, basically you, you you train for it just like you trained, you know, for those deployments. You get home and you figure out what works and then you just focus on those things. Now, how did you get introduced to these reunions? We were lucky enough to have one of our buddies, Julio, from the Midwest, not far from where Mary is, had reached out to us on a, our Facebook group chat and just said, hey, guys, you know, I heard about this opportunity to, to get us all back together. I just got to kind of, you know, write a summary here, do this application, you know, need some help. And everybody, you know, jumped at the chance to try to help. He took, he took care of most of it, did all the work. And I don't remember the exact time frame, but it wasn't more than a week or two later. He reached back out to us and just said, hey, guys, I'm pretty sure this is real, but or you know, I, I hope this is real, but we got selected. And I think this is legit. We're all going to get to go to a reunion. And we kind of didn't believe him at first. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, once he started getting all the information and sending us to the the Reuniting After War website and we started scoping it out, it was really cool. So that's kind of how we, you know, luck of the draw or one of our guys, Julio, was just looking out for us. Now, how did you feel when you got to the reunion? 
It was awesome. It was great to see everybody. I mean, you know, Mary really takes care of absolutely everything, which is important because these bar- these reunions, there's a lot of barriers to them that people have in their mindsets, I think. And we all had to kind of convince each other, you know, that it was the right thing to do or we should just go or, you know, if you had family stuff going on or personal stuff or work stuff, we're all trying to give advice to try to help each other out, to convince each other it was the right thing to do. And it's just, you know, as long as you get yourself to the airport, the rest of it literally is taken care of. You don't have to do anything. And then you get there and you just, you know, for us, it was just over 10 years, I think, that we'd probably seen each other, most of us. And yeah. he's just like, he's, you know, older and, and just, you just continue on where you left off. It's just crazy. It's like time had stopped. So I happen to ask the same question I asked James. What was your most memorable moment? Oh, the most memorable. There was a lot because it was, you know, we had a lot of fun. There were a lot of cool activities to do um, where she has these, which I think is awesome. But it was really just, you know, just hanging out. I think every night we were there, we had the campfire going probably well past the time we were supposed to be up. One of the guys brought his guitars, you know, playing music by the campfire and, you know, drinking beers and just hanging out, catching up about everything, you know, family and life. And, it was really just that, just reconnecting and hanging out and just, you know, shooting the, you know, just, I was going to say shooting the SHIT. I probably can't say it, but that's what we used to call it. Just like we were on post. And that's what we used to joke about is, you know, just like you were on watch, you're just hanging out with each other, talking about the most random things and just enjoying each other's company. So if you were going to talk to anybody that was thinking about coming to this reunion, but they, as you said, have a barrier and they're not sure and they're on the fence about going, what would you say to them? I'd really say just, you have to go, you just, just get there and and all those concerns that you were having, you know, would be, you know, washed away and it would be well worth it. You know, good, bad, or indifferent, whatever feelings you have when you're there, uh, that reconnection is an important part of um, the veteran community. And, you know, James kind of spoke about it with the, those invisible wounds of war and what we have to go through when you transition back isn't easy. And, you know, when you're in the service, it's a little easier because you always know, you know, the guy to your left and your right has your back and, you know, you go back to your normal life and your day to day and you might not see these folks again for decades. So, you know, having that connection and just being there heals a lot of wounds, even the invisible ones. So I'd say just, you know, get yourself on the plane and get there and you'll see the benefits of it after. Well, Alan, have you kept in touch with the guys that you went to the reunion with? Yeah, yeah. Similar story to James. We got a group chat. You know, I want to say by the time probably the first person even got home uh, the weekend after the reunion, we were already on the group chat trying to figure out how we could finagle another one uh, <laughs> or just start start trying to figure out, you know, if we did an East Coast one and then a West Coast one and trying to get everybody together over a certain amount of time in a year or two. So and we still have the group chat going. So it's great. Yeah, we talk all the time. Well, have you guys been able to reconnect since then? Yeah, I think there's been a few, you know, West Coast folks have been able to make day trips and do things like that. And yeah. East Coast, you know, we're trying to always work something out, but um, there's nothing like that first one, getting everybody together in Minnesota. Oh my gosh. So I actually want to ask Mary a few more questions. So how, so you said it's annual, so you have this once a year. So how long are these reunions? Um, we have the guys fly in on a Thursday morning, uh, early afternoon, and they go home Sunday evening. And we are doing, we've been able to do two years for the last three years, and we're shooting for three for next year. So we're just trying to get bigger and better. Oh, that's fantastic. So if someone's listening to this and they really want to put together a reunion, how do they go about it? They can reach out to me. My email address is on my website at reunitingafterward.com. 
org, or they can reach out on Facebook or they could call me. <laughs> There's so many ways. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. All right. So if somebody is looking to help your organization, because obviously, you know, you're helping all of these veterans get together to this reunion. How do they go about that? Well, mostly what we need is money. The average cost for veterans to attend the union is about $1,200 per vet. And we have anywhere from uh, last summer, we had a really small one. It was 14 of them, but we've gone up to 42 before. Oh, wow. So they, they are expensive. So they can donate on our website and go right to Venmo and or on Venmo if you want to donate there. We're always looking different ways to raise money. We When we're not doing reunions, we're trying to figure out how to get money into the bank account to do reunions. So, so if people anybody ever have any suggestions, how to raise money or whatever it might be. Perfect. So if somebody's listening to this and they really want to follow all the wonderful things that you guys are doing on social media, how do they go about that? Um, we're on Facebook, at Reuniting After War, and um, Instagram, Reuniting After War, and on Twitter, at Bet Reunions. All right. Now, thank you so much, Mary, James, and Alan, for taking the time to speak with me tonight. But before I let you guys go, is there anything that we haven't covered that you would want people to know? I would just like to say that when the veterans come, they're just so humble and don't think they're worthy of somebody doing something like this for them. And they're so grateful and thankful. I haven't been to a reunion yet where the guys haven't had one special toast to the, the guys they lost while they were gone. I see them healing. The first night is kind of a blur. And then it, it kind of all run the same. But by Friday, they're a little more serious. And really, they have some serious talks and some healing goes on. And it's amazing to watch. Yeah, I was thinking what, what goes on. Watch. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys again so much for taking the time to talk to us. So thank you. And thank you to the listeners for tuning in to another episode of A Community of Caring. Until next time. If you would like to learn more about our organization, please follow us on Facebook at Truman Charities or Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities or check out our website, trumancharities.com. I hope you enjoyed listening and hearing stories of selflessness and caring. Thank you so much. And I will see you next time.